You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Lions fans. This is the podcast you've been waiting for. Show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys whose 40 times qualify them for a Matt Patricia defense. Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 352. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your most dashing host, Chris, and with me is the effervescent and always gloriously coiffed, even in under, under a hat, Jeff the Riz Brisden. How you doing, brother? It is good to be with you. I, I'm so excited, Chris. I, I, I have been waiting for to do this all day. Yeah. So I, let's just let's just dive in because there's we have so much to talk about. We, you got to tease a couple things. We got to tease a I, little uh, bit. <laughs> you're, you're, the, you're the teaser. I'm, I'm more the man of action. Okay. Oh, oh. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. That's okay. First off and foremost, <laughs> the thing that I am absolutely most excited about and can't wait to talk about is Lions cornerback and member of the 53 man roster, Jerry Jacobs. He will be joining us he tonight. This is going to be a great conversation. Do not miss this. We're going to have a little bit of a uh, celebration and a, and a little bit of interview and a whole lot of fun. This is awesome. His story, if you didn't hear from our previous podcast, please go back and check that out. It's an amazing story. He is an easy guy to love. Really, Definitely. really, really cool cat. Uh, we're also going to talk the Lions cut down to 53. This is a tough time for a lot of people, right? It feels tough on one side celebrating with Jerry and how great a story it is. There's a lot of guys who, who don't have a job. We'll talk about who some of those guys are, what we think, where some of them have landed, and go on from there. Uh, we will also... Get you ready for Friday's podcast. What? What? Yep. Another show well, on what? Friday. I'm doing the teasing, Riz. <laughs> another, yeah. another show. On- just, the, just the tip. That's all good. <laughs> We're doing another show on Friday. We're going to do a look at the roster as it stands now. Today is going to be talking about kind of the past and what's going on. And then a, a real exciting look at the future with Jerry. And then on Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, we'll have another podcast. And we're going to talk about the roster, how it stands, who's on it. There's a couple things that will change between now and then. We'll get those in there as well and make sure you have the latest and greatest news about the uh, podcast. Does uh, it sound yeah. like so everything, it, Riz? It, 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 it sounds good. Let, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, let's get right into this. First, again, this is part one of our roster breakdown. It happens this evening, and we will be uh, talking about who's 
no longer with the team. And we'll finish then with the man who is with the team, Jerry Jacobs, as we said. And then one o'clock Friday, we'll talk about the episode. And uh, it's, yeah, it's we're, we'll, we'll be looking much more forward on Friday yes. at, at what, what the roster looks like then. Um, where things might still happen and, and also start to get ready for a regular season game that takes place in, uh, what, 12 days, 11 days. Yes. It's, it's Wednesday. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And oh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not good at math. Yep. There's a vlog coming as well. And also the cocktail yes. kickoff, the, uh, we have a cocktail show prepping you for lions games. We'll have a episode showing you how to make a cocktail every week. And then we will drink that with you in the post-game show. Again, Ash Thompson and Andy Sandman will be joining us on the post-game shows. Andy on the away games, because as a season ticket holder, he's got other things to do on game day at home. I think that sets up all the uh, housekeeping. Let's get in. Oh, no, one more thing. And something I would be remiss if I missed. I have to wish my wife, my beautiful wife, a very, very happy birthday. And I'm very, very lucky to say hey, hey, you. You are lucky. Your wife is indeed a beautiful woman. Uh, and she's a angel for putting up with you and, and also for, for, for graciously allowing me to sleep in your guest room for a few nights. That was, that was very wonderful for her. Yeah, so, the, the, happy birthday. How did you like sleeping in my silhouette? No, uh, it's, uh, it's great. It's great. I did outkick my coverage there. All right, let's get right into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you did. I did too. <laughs> there is a gentleman that a lot of people are talking about. There's a lot of people that have been talked about, uh, and we'll cover each of them along the way. But the, I think the first and foremost person that we talked about and has been a big piece of chat in our Slack, our Patreon Slack, is Tyrell Crosby. We have Definitely. What we know is, and you've said it all offseason, very, very little, if not no depth, depth on the offensive line. And Tyrell Crosby is probably the best um, prospect we have, best player with the most experience on the offensive line, and he we, we we cut him. Now he's fallen to IR. It looks like nobody picked up, so he's he's been cleared. That's correct. But yeah. what, 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 let's walk through this, Riz, because this okay. really is a gap for for the Lions. It's remember this was our starting right tackle last year, and there were some of us who argued that with more seasoning and more coaching and more developmental attention, he could stay as the starting right tackle. They obviously felt differently. Um, and the more that I got to be around the Dan Campbell regime, and it's not just Dan, uh, it's, it's the, it's the entire, you know, coaching mantra and people affiliated with the team and everything. Yep. They were not big Tyrell Crosby fans. They gave him chances to prove himself that, you know, he could win them over and it just didn't happen. He was hurt for some of the time. He is indeed legitimately hurt. Um, as, as in the conversation that I had with somebody the other day was, you saw what happened uh, in, in the last game. He gave up that god-awful sack. If he's not hurt, you can't ever play that guy. Um, hopefully he's hurt because uh, that, that, was, that was rough. Hmm. Now, now Tim, Tim Boyle does deserve a little bit of credit for his own sacking there as he took a deep five-step drop out of a deep shotgun. There's not a play in any playbook that has that, especially on, on the down and distance that they were in. So hmm. Boyle didn't help, help him or Panay there, but... Yeah, so uh, Tyrell, you know, he he honestly he played his way out of a job, um, and it was, a, it was a deal where, look, they drafted Panay, so you know that he's not going to Tyrell's never going to be more than this swing tackle, your number three tackle. Um, he's in the last year of his contract. They were not. They, this is my educated speculation. They were not really considering bringing him back. Uh, that 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 was made pretty clear to me. That uh, that he just wasn't in the long term plans, and and he kind of honestly he kind of played that way tonight when I, when he was out there. So you you, you know uh, you've you've heard me. 
I want to talk yeah. a lot a little about a little bit what I know. And this isn't, you know, we've laughed at folks who have somebody inside the building before. And the one thing that we have always said is you need to be genuine and, and honest and really have real information when you, when you talk about things like this. Yeah. There's a lot of thought that maybe last year he wasn't as hurt as that he couldn't play. A lot of guys would have played through what he did, and the sense was that he gave up on the team. Now, There's... with a coaching staff like you have now, that is the kiss of death. And I'll tell you, they have had a shopping cart <laughs> rolling around with that jersey in it they, they for a long absolute, time. I can verify they absolutely tried to trade him on draft weekend, and they did not find anybody that would give them anything worthwhile. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I, I can I can find you, and and I have people that that you and I both know who can ver verify that that did in fact happen. They did not get offers then. Yep. So for anybody that's screaming about, oh my god, they're gonna, they're going to lose a comp pick because this, no. Nobody was signing Tyrell Crosby to a deal that would ever bring back a comp pick, period. Just put that out of your mind. And, um, and I'll, the, I'll the, say the, the, the key part is, right, again, with this, with this regime, you want guys that, that, are, are, that have that, that heart, right, that kneecap spirit, whatever you want you to call it. You want kneecap fighters. Yeah, Tyrell yeah. Crosby is, is not a kneecap fighter. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good dude. Yeah. He's a very good guy, yeah, and I, I hope he that really he does, is. in fact, catch on. He's going to, he will get an injury settlement, is my guess. He's on injured reserve. He cannot play for the Lions again. He can take an injury settlement and go somewhere else. Uh, this That's not that terribly uncommon for guys to do that and wind up playing somewhere else during the year. Andre Flewellen did it from another team coming back to the Lions twice. Mm -hmm. uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if Tyrell winds up being somewhere around Halloween. I think that's probably about when he would be healthy enough to be considered to play. If a playoff contender loses a tackle or they have depth issues or whatever, yep. good luck to him. God bless him. And He's a good dude. And he, he did he did well for himself for where he was drafted, but the writing was on the wall for him, and he sort of took that writing and embraced it a little bit. And I think that's the big thing for for you know the the, the big thing to separate because Tyrell Crosby, Crosby, I love him on Twitter. I love he's he's a really cool dude, right? He is now, absolutely, and and he's a good player. There's no question about that, and he's the kind of player that would help a desperately a desperate point of need. But there's also the point of fit. And there's 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 the point of what can folks do for how do they fit in the culture of the team? And it's the idea, you know, and I, and I hate this example, but it's the only one that comes to mind right now. Matt Patricia and Darius Slay were never, ever going to get along. Quandre Diggs Correct. and Matt Patricia were never going to get along. Oh, God, no. And, no. <laughs> and, and the person with the control in that relationship was Matt Patricia over Bob Quinn to have both of those guys gone because they were not fits for what they were doing. It's I and, and again smarter people different situation but similar in that it wasn't a fit for what they're trying to do. Also, if you look at what's going on with this team, you're going to see a team that is very very much driving. They're not driving to a ten win season this year. If they got ten, I mean, and, and look, they're going to play like they're trying for ten wins. There's no question they're not going to give up and they're going to play that way. Like they, that's what they're after. But this is a team that is building young talent. This is a team that yeah. is going to be uh, take the, what, what we haven't seen really in, in since when, Riz, when has this team in, in our lifetimes, I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm talking long term here. When has this team been able to take young talent and grow them rather than take uh, guys on their second contract and try to bring them in to prop everything oh God, up to make it work? It's so much cheaper. That, that's why Jerry is on this team. Jerry Jacobs is on this team instead of Corn Elder. 
Um, Corn, Corn, honestly, is probably a better NFL player right now than Jerry is. They're not worried about the results this year. They're worried about seeing who can be part of the team when they're ready to compete in 2022, when they, when they know that the Packers window has changed, that the bears window has changed, that the Vikings window, they're probably still licking it. Um, They're going to be ready to pounce on that with a lot of young. And by the way, inexpensive people, that means that they can go shopping for a higher, instead of shopping, you know, on the, on the middle shelf um, for a wide receiver. And for a safety, they can, they can go top shelf. They can go and get the best on the market if they want to. I don't know if they will, but th- that that sort of flexibility, paying paying Jerry um, the league minimum instead of paying Corn Elder, you know, one point five times the league minimum. If you do that with enough spots, and they did, that's going to save some money over over the long term. And and let's be real. And and Jerry's a great example because he is so top of mind. He's, I mean, I've like every hour today, I've just kind of internally celebrated this, this story because it's such a great story. So cool. But there's a guy that, you know, with, with cornerbacks, young cornerbacks, you see so many guys that do build up and, and become something that is unexpected versus the guys that get brought in in the first round and don't perform right now. And, and I'm not nobody mentioned Jeff Okuda's name because you know we're both high on Okuda and think that he's got a lot to offer this team and this is going to be his first kind of breakout year right don't forget against Slay everyone loves Slay and the history and the thought of Slay his first year he was benched we keep bringing that up Jeff never got benched but he did play injured like all year right I mean so he, let's played hurt, that. He, he, he played he played press man not being allowed to press with an injured groin that, that that's not easy folks no um, no not at all not um at all. so yeah uh A.J. Parker, another great example, an undrafted rookie, made this team. He wasn't even like – like when they signed him, they didn't have any competition to sign A.J. Parker. I, to be honest with you, I, I've watched some of his Kansas State stuff. I'm like, okay, all right. He's in here. He has busted his ass. He pushed Nikel Roby Coleman to the to the practice squad. Yep. They, they brought Corn Elder in, beat him out, beat, beat Mike Ford out quickly. That That's – that it's it's proof and it's setting the the tone for the larger culture that the players who are going to be part of this team are guys that are young and hungry and driving forward and have something to offer in the long term rather than just being a placeholder in the short term. Look at the guys that they cut. Tyrell being one of them. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Sage uh, Sharon. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, um, I... Bruce Hector is one. Yeah, a guy that, yeah, that I like and, and, and played very well, but he's a little bit older. Um, these are guys who would make teams that are trying to compete higher than what they are, that, that are more aspirational. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals is an example. They would both be on the Bengals in place of a, a lower rated rookie because the Bengals would try to win every year. That's what they do. That's one of the reasons why they keep stumbling. I like that the Lions are acknowledging that, you know what, we're probably not going to be that good this year, but you know what, we're going we're gonna to work and get better. And the guys that we're relying on this year, they might have some trouble, but they're going to learn from it, and they'll be better in the long run. You saw the Pistons do that with a guy like Sadiq Bey, and it worked out great. I, I think they're sort of following the model that, that Troy Weaver and the Pistons did. And it's it. Uh, look, we this don't is, know if they're going to land. They're not going to land the football equivalent of Cade Cunningham, but I hope they do. This <laughs> year's Lions is it last year's Pistons. I mean, that's one of the best yeah. examples I've really, really seen. 
And and last year's Pistons were a heck of a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> they were. They were. We wound up watching almost every game. I mean, yeah. even with Plum Dog Millionaire out there, you know, throwing the ball away. <laughs> they were still entertaining. Yeah. And, that, that and, and, and they fought lot. hard. They fought for their coach. They 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 embraced their coach's vision and they went for it. Yep. They didn't have as much talent. Although look at what happened with Jeremy Grant. He became a star. Jeff Okuda could be that as a guy that you know kind of overlooked. Kind of winds up being a star. The, the 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 parallels are in fact there. There are so many that. of those truly American kind of underdog stories sitting on this Lions team waiting to happen right now, and that's what's so great, right? I mean, I feel like we've had this kind of hope before when when we went from Schwartz, who really turned this team around, to Caldwell, who took the next yeah. step, and we were ready to go, and then we it, it got burnt down with Patricia and Quinn. But right now, I feel like there's real hope on this team and an ability to truly turn this franchise around in, in, a, in, a, in my lifetime, right? It's always been the yeah. when is it going to happen kind of thing, and and when we saw Patricia, it was we we had that taste where it could happen. But the, to to really take it from the ground floor, start looking at young talent, building the roster in an intelligent way at the beginning. You're not saddled with remember Sue and Stafford and um, all the giant contracts. Yeah, it's, uh, Calvin, the huge Calvin, contracts, yeah. those rookie deals that were so hard. This is a modern team finally starting to build into something. This is actually going to be a heck of a lot of fun to watch. And, and I think it is because you've got so many guys that, that are that are. Look at the kickings. Can we talk about the kickers for a second? I want to talk about the kickers next, so let's do it. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. They cut both of their kickers, and and they they claimed one today. Austin Seibert is the new kicker. They look Randy Bullock as much as he wasn't great in camp, was in fact perfect in the preseason. Yep. Zane Gonzalez was too. It was shaky. He almost hit the pole on on his one, but they're perfectly. Fine NFL kickers. Onside but kicks were on point. That that onside dude, that onside kick was beautiful. <laughs> yep. That, that was sweet. Seen. That was real nice. Yeah. Top, top, top. But, but Randy Bullock is not a guy who's your long-term solution at kicker, nor is Zane Gonzalez. And they realize that. So rather than keep one of them and cut Jerry or a Godwin Igwe who absolutely earned himself a spot on the roster. Oh, yeah, or or a guy like that, they decided, you know what? we can replace these kickers with anybody. Let's do it. Um, it, There there was a lot of consternation at first and and the jokes rang down. They, they absolutely did. So some of them were pretty darn funny too. I'm not going to lie, but the fact that they had that sort of presence to realize that, you know what, we might not do better, but we're not, we're not going to be any worse by doing this. Uh, That that little roster gymnastics that they did there. I think, I think, the more I look at it, the more I really embrace its brilliance. Um, and, and John Whitaker from, from Pride of Detroit deserves a lot of credit for laying that idea out there at first. And um, it, it, if he's responsible for it, dude, God bless you, man. That was, that was, it worked. Uh, I like it. And Austin Seibert is a perfectly fine kicker. I covered him in Cleveland. I watched him. He had one really bad game when he was hurt, and that was enough for the Browns because yep. they had higher aspirations. He's got time to kick through that now. Let um, me ask you, though, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of talk going on about Jake Verity. What the heck happened? Why didn't we sign him? And I don't see him getting picked up yet by anybody else. Why did he we go with Seibert instead of Verity? And that's a big question that's hanging out there for folks. I, I think I think Seibert had a little bit more of a track record. Uh, he is, in fact, better on kickoffs. And th- all the hype from Verity came from the first two preseason games. Third preseason game, had a field goal blocked, missed one. 
So it wasn't like he was this irreplaceable prospect that you had to have. He was very good. He would have been absolutely acceptable. Wouldn't have a problem with him at all. Fans would love uh, it. I see Jeremy in the chat saying, so MCDC lied when he said we're going for two every time. I've lost all confidence in this coaching staff and front office. I, I, I'm with you, Jer. He did have the, the slash S there for anyone who didn't catch the sarcasm. Right. All right. Green font. <laughs> uh, Jake's on the practice squad for the Ravens. Nobody picked him up, so there you go. So he's signable yeah, so. If, if we decide we need to. It's still an option out there we can do if we put him on the 53. But you're right. That's It, it was a heck of a move to, to keep things open, clean things up, knowing that you can pick up a kicker. And I'll tell you, again, you know, having – a friend's son, a neighbor, uh, who was a punter for Georgia Tech. Um, it's one of the weird positions, and it's the same thing for kickers. To get to that level, to get to the level where you're looking at the NFL, is as much politics as it is skill. It's one of the strangest things I've ever seen. But there's, with the kicking camps, and, and like there's this whole push towards oh, Australian-style kickers, crazy. and yet yeah. you don't see them ever succeed in the NFL. It's it's this whole weird, almost child model world of incredible <laughs> nuttiness. Yeah, child you know, models? You know the wow. little modeling thing? Oh, man. It is absolutely nuts. I'll tell you, there are some great kickers out there. Um, interestingly, you see bad kickers because it's a hard job. It really is a hard job. It's not that the guys are bad. It's it's highly uh, mentally intensive. There's you can, if you play golf, you know you get a case of the yips. It can mess with you for a while. It's it's a really really incredibly difficult job that um there, it's a you know ton of mental to it. So that's where you go. Maybe the political part of it is what preps these guys for the psychological part of being a kicker. I don't know if that's the plan or if that's just kind of how it goes. Who knows? It, but it, it is a crazy position. It is. Crazy. It absolutely is. And you know what? Austin Seibert will be fine. If he's not, they'll find somebody else who could be fine. <laughs> uh, the, the, again, this is a team that is not they have told you with all the moves that they made by cutting guys like Tyro Crosby, um, although he was hurt, but just letting letting Corn Elder go, letting Nikel Roby Coleman go. Um, can, let, can, letting, can I go back to kickers once? I'm sorry, Jeff. There's one yeah, thing no, that came ahead, up in the ahead. chat, and I think it's really relevant. Did you see the video? People were asking about Jack Fox um, kicking field goals. Did you see the video that he put I up? I have not Twitter? seen it. Oh, my God. So it's like, hi, I'm Jack Fox. He, he looks like. He's 12, right? But I'm, you know, yes, from does. XYZ high school, <laughs> da, 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 da. And I'm going to kick some field goals. And he went and he missed wide right on every single one. It was horrible. It, he no, goes, this tough. is why I can't. People ask if I can kick field goals. Take a look. So, no, he was, it was hilarious. The video was great. It's wow. great that Jack posted it because it shows such a great personality and, and sense of self to be able to do that. But, yeah, no, he is not. He's a hell of a punter. Call it 70 yep. yards all day, right? But, no, he's yep. not kicking your they're, field goals. They're very different skills. I remember... They asked oh, yeah. Matt Prater to be the backup punter, and they're like, "No, he 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 wanted nothing to no, do with that. No. Like like no, let the backup quarterback take that punt. I'm not doing it. Get Sue out um, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get Sue. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry I re- interrupted you on some of the other players, but no, I wanted but, to hit that. It, it, it's just the fact that the moves that they've made by cutting loose the veterans and going with the youth movement and going with guys with more long term potential. They've told you that they are not going. They know they're not going to win this year. Yep. So, so all of you who are betting the over on the on the five point five wins probably gave your money away. Um, maybe they'll get lucky. Maybe they'll stay healthy, and and that that is certainly possible if everything clicks. But they are planning on not winning a lot of games this year. That's what these roster moves have told you. They are. I can tell you, they are aware of that message being sent from these moves, both both to the fans and to the league. 
uh, and they're okay with it. They embrace it. They know that this is not going to happen overnight. They know how freaking deep that hole is that was dug by the last regime. They're not going to fill that and build a, f- a house on it right away. They got to get that foundation in order. They got to lay the slab right. And they are trying to do it by getting young players who can be part of the, something bigger and better. That's why they traded for a guy like Trinity Benson, mm-hmm. who I still haven't seen play other than the, uh, the highlights from his Minnesota game. I, I haven't seen him yet. So don't ask me on that, <laughs> but everybody I talked to endeavor and I talked to a lot of guys, and I put something up on Lionswire about it. I interviewed five different guys who covered him with the Broncos and they're all like, we're going to miss this guy. Like, like th- this is a legit NFL receiver. He just didn't have room here, yep. but they, they all wished him well. They all liked his work ethic. They all liked the way that he went about his business and they liked his upside um, as a guy who can catch on a good offense, be a number four, but in, in Detroit right now, he's probably the three or two, maybe, maybe, but th- this is a guy who's going to be part of the team for a while. And they gave up in, in effect, a sixth round pick for him. Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm fine with that. Let's talk about another kind of moving on kind of thing with some of the players. Moving as uh, we're getting ready here for uh, Jerry Jacobs to join us for our interview and congratulatory celebratory uh, mini party. Um, Jelani Tavai, he's a guy. He got a lot of upvotes. This 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 note in the subreddit. And look, I, I was tough on the guy before. I, the thing about Jelani Tavai, he can't help where he was drafted. Number one. That's number correct. Number two, he's a guy who worked really, really hard in this offseason to build his body for what this coaching staff wanted. You cannot say that he was out there without effort and couldn't do it. He wasn't right. He was drafted at the wrong spot. He, there was all kinds of bad decisions made by the prior regime that didn't help him be better. He's no longer with the team. I, frankly, you know, as I said, it's it's better as a fan and and someone who watches the team that we don't have him on the field. But he's a really, really, really good guy, and I, I do regret he some is. of the, the, the snarky is. stuff. You know what I mean? He got he, his dedication this offseason to what he became this year. It, it showed me how much he actually cares and tries. And and you know what? Yeah. Give him credit. Give a guy credit for doing that because he. Jelani Tavai is he is absolutely a kneecap fighter. Yeah. They just realized that he's he's not fighting the right kneecaps on the football field, and they're going to give him a shot elsewhere. He signed with New England on their practice squad. No, he's not going to become an All Pro for them. It's much more likely that he never plays a down for them. But uh, I, I hope, from a personal sake, he was never anything but good to everybody who he ever talked to in Detroit, yep. from fans to media to teammates. They all spoke up. They all had his back. And he put up with a ton of crap. Yep. Um, so so for him, I, I hope – I honestly, I hope it works out for him, but, but not too, too well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Squad. There you go. All right, uh, Loretto, thank you for the super chat. I'm, I would get to it, but I have to bring forth um, somebody – that we are so excited to have with us here on the show again. Um, we've got the undrafted free agent, who, as you know from our prior interview, is one of the easiest guys to root for in the NFL. His story is one of struggle, triumph, mistakes along the way, growth, learning, and never, ever letting go of his dream. He's a guy whose hard work is so compelling that you'd pay huge money. I'd pay huge money to see his as yet unwritten story from Juco to Super Bowl on the big screen. 
super stud cornerback and member of the 2021 Detroit Lions 53 man roster, Jerry Jacobs. How you doing, man? <laughs> How you do? I am so happy to do this interview with you, man. That was some of the oh, best yeah. news I saw in a long time. You catching the roster, you making the grade and, and joining the team, dude. It is something to celebrate. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You worked hard. You worked so hard on this and and gave so much. And I know we were we were going to talk during the preseason, but you were you were learning new positions. You were working the the, the playbook. Nice man. <laughs> you got all the swag. <laughs> How's it feel? How's it feel, man? Um, man, it feels unbelievable, man. You know all the hard work that I put in. Um, it felt like it finally paid off. You know, um, just for a lot of people out there, man. Just. Never give up, man. Honestly, like, you know, I get the chills just thinking about this just because a lot of people, you know, ain't believe I'll make it this far or make it on the 53. But, um, you know, I'm blessed, you know. Um, I'm just happy and ready to work, you know, do whatever it takes to um, help Detroit win some games, you know. Yeah. Make yeah. it far. Let me let me ask you a question. I want to talk a little bit, go through the preseason a little bit before uh, we go into like right now today, because there's some things that happened, particularly that Buffalo game. I mean, you were the big star on the TV screen, right? I mean, everyone saw Jerry Jacobs, right? <laughs> you came in, um, had that dream under the lights for the first time. What what was it like up in the in the lead up to the game that day? How, how did it feel? Oh uh, man, honestly, it was unbelievable. But like at the same time, it didn't feel like game day. You know, um, once I got in the locker room, it actually did. You know, I see my name in my jersey. I'm like, oh yeah, it's game day. Like you know, um, just going out in the big lights. You know, it was a big lights, big stage, a lot of crowd. You know, just nice atmosphere. Um, honestly, it was just a blessing. And like when I made my first, you know, tackle or block or hit, it's just like yeah, I'm here. You know, and it just went from there. You know, um. My energy level was just high. It was just ready to go, you know, just because, like, I got another opportunity to play, you know, just to be in the NFL at that, it was just another blessing. So it was just um, a excitement moment at the time. That was awesome. I, I have to ask about the punt, right? Because that, that was, <laughs> yes, I mean, that's, you were, you were on TV for sure, right? <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> and now when I saw, I saw Guy Lawyer said, of course, now look, I'm going to be in your corner all the way. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just right there. I saw him lower his head and, and really, really hard in the moment to, to get around it. It's one of those things that kind of, I don't know if you can, you can change the way you are. You're 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 coming in when in the moment. It's happened so fast, but you got the penalty. It happens. That's that's one of the things special teams is renowned for is, is yellow flags. But you weren't gonna play special teams when we talked the first time. And and this was was this like a we're just gonna give it a shot this game or is this something that may be in the plans for you along the way? How? Because well, what's the, what's the deal with you playing as out there in the gunners? Um, honestly, um, when I got in camp, you know, um, I'm undrafted. You know, um, got to do whatever it takes to get on the roster. You know, um, so honestly, um, I um, I was just learning, learning the ways in. You know, um, I was a little low at the um the corner, so you know, I had to work my way in somewhere. Yeah. Um, honestly, special team coach, he told us the first day we got there, he was just like, um, all the undrafted kids, even if you went six, seven round, special team was the key to make this roster. Um, honestly, a light bulb clicked on my head at the time. I was like, oh, yeah. You know, you never thought special team was the, the thing in college, but now it's time for you to lock in, you know, take it serious like it's a defensive playbook. Um, honestly, um, I used to just go meet with Coach Phil every day, look, get a little 10-minute in, you know, talk to him, just let him know I'm really taking it serious at the time. Um, one day he just threw me out gun. And, oh, um, we did a um, speed test. Um, ended up being probably one of the fastest person on the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, he, he just seen it. He was like, you can fly. Um, and he seen me tackling, you know, being physical. He was like, yeah, man, I like that. And, um, one day he was just like, um, 
You can you can be you can be a gunner. Um, you'll be a real sp- special gunner. You know, for anybody wherever you go. Um, I was like, I appreciate that. And, I, um, and that really just like connected me more. Like, dang, like I really can be special anywhere. Like, you know, even on this team, I can be special at gunner. And I, um, it just went from there. I just um, took it serious and just gave him my all for real. Like that was, he was a defensive stop. That was great. Yeah. It was amazing. And, and I, on the on the play in question, you did you did like ninety eight percent of the play was awesome. <laughs> yeah. just, the end the end result wasn't so bad. So I'm I'm a little curious. What was it like like getting a penalty and, and going to the sideline? What, what, what was what was Coach Campbell's reaction? What was what's Coach Phipps' reaction? What, what what was that like? Um, Put you on the spot for a, a negative moment, but you know that that kind of stuff happens, and you obviously grew from it. So I, I'm curious as to how that handled. Um, honestly, man, it was crazy because, like, you know, you get a penalty in college and your coach, um, they they don't probably, like, you know, trip or nothing. Like, no one trip, but at the same time, you be like, oh, it's just a little penalty. You know, you can – but this was, a, like, a penalty. I was like, dang, like, I just got an NFL. And when I got to the sideline, you know, um, they both grabbed me, Coach Phil and Coach Campbell. He was just like, um, good hit. Uh, he was like, good play, just keep your head up. And they both just told me they tapped me on the shoulder and stuff like that. So they weren't really mad. They know I was trying to make a play, and, you know, the little dude was – a little lower than me at the same time. I could have kept my head up too, but uh, you know it happened. But uh, when I seen the flag, I was like, nah, because you know what comes with the flag in the NFL. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, man, it's crazy. So let me ask you, because this is something you know you you see it happen as as a player or a, a fan watching the game. You were taken down the tunnel after that. Um, the, the 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 question we had originally was was that like did they put you through the concussion protocol after that because it was head to head and if you, if so can you just kind of walk us through quickly what that was like what what you felt and like what what happened while that went down um yeah uh, it was a concussion um, protocol um when I got off the field you know I was getting a lot of congratulations so it was a lot of head slapping at the time and um when, when the tra- once the trader got me since he seen the head um. Hit it. He was like, um, you all right? And I, I was slick. did have a headache at the time. I was like, yeah, man, my, my head, he maybe just slapping it. And I just went down there and did the pro- protocol, which I, uh, you know, did good on. And it, it was, I could go. So, um, but it was just, it was just, uh, it wasn't that too bad. It was just probably like at the time, too much head slap, you know, some congratulations <laughs> after I just did it head to head hit. So, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was a bit of adrenaline that'll get you a little dizzy too right? yeah, that's all it was <laughs> cool, cool it went cool. back down <laughs> awesome so go ahead Rez. no go, go ahead so I was, gonna, go. I was gonna ask so it's all over first post you know first game we're, i know we're focused on the first game but i mean this is where the, the big experience is right is uh, coming into it what was that experience like right you, you you come in you build yourself up all day there's the jersey in the locker you put the jersey on. You get out there. You play. You make the big plays. You you have all. You you kind of ran the gamut on end to end on about every experience you can have in a game. In that one game, afterwards, what happens? I mean, at what point do you finally like take a deep breath and and, and say, "Wow, I just played an NFL game." What what was that like? Um, after um after the game, you know, my family was in town, so we went to go eat. Um, and like I said, it still didn't kick in. Like you know, it was just like, dang, I played a game, but like. I didn't feel like I played an NFL game, like honestly. And then um we had meetings, we had a recovery the next day, and then we had meetings to watch the film. And when I start getting coached and seeing myself on the screen, like in the big blue lights and nice colors, man, it was just like, yeah, bro, you <laughs> made it. And then like I see myself on the TV, like which I did in college, but this was like on a bigger stage type TV. It's like, man, yeah, like just keep working, bro. Like, you know. And I just get the chills every time I just think about it or hear someone saying like no one no one's cocky, I'm the humblest person ever and like anyone who needed need to hit me up or talk about this, like 
I really want to talk, like talk to you, like because like it's I'm the percent, like I'm the one percent, and I feel like I can help more guys out. And like I got a camp coming up, I'm started up soon. I want a lot of people out there, man. So like it's it really a better assignment, but at the same time, it's ready to you know take it to a high high standard and you know greatest expectation. Absolutely. If and if you anything you need with that camp, get a promo, any of that, you let yeah. us know, man. We will be yeah, able we, we, we can certainly help you out with that. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate y'all guys. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, I got a question for you. So, so what was it like, like being like, like I, I'm familiar. I didn't play college football, but I'm familiar with like the travel and everything. How much different was it going to Pittsburgh, um, for a preseason game, it, being a, on an NFL dollar instead of college? <laughs> um, it was crazy, bro. The, the plan we got on, like, it was a quick flight. Like, honestly, you know, you'd be on a flight in college for like an hour or two. But this one was, like, probably not even a 35-minute flight, so, like, it was so quick, quick. Like, I didn't even get a chance to take it out. I put my head back. Later, like, <laughs> Ten minutes later, we already in Pittsburgh. I'm like, dang. But it, uh, it was a great experience, man. You know, just a trip to take with the team. You know, they let you explore on some free time. You know, you get a lot of little free time just to get out, I mean, see the city while you're there. So, um, it was a great experience, man, going down to Pittsburgh. That's, That's awesome. We got a lot did, of did folks. You, did, did, you have, did you have a roommate? When you were there, or did you get? Oh no, no, no. We we they, we still when you travel, man. It's COVID, so they all give you got to wear a mask. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah, I didn't even yeah. think of that. Yeah, so call. yeah, yeah. We had our own room. Well, if you get some free time, we got a lot of fans going to be in LA to watch the Lions and the Rams. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. If we can hook up and uh, and just say hey. I know you can't tailgate with us, but you know, just say nah. hi. <laughs> nah, not tailgating, but I definitely come um, say what's up to you before um, we get to play. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, look, you've you spent a lot of time with Jeff Okuda, right? Who's in his second year. Um, he's obviously number one at cornerback for the Lions. Um, tell us about what that relationship's meant to you, and what have you been able to pe- pick up from Jeff along the way? What's he brought for you? Man, every time I hear that my, that dude name, bro, I just I just get the. I, just, I don't know. That's it's love, bro. It's yeah. just nothing but love for him because, like, he younger than me too. He's a year younger than me, but he feel like my big brother, you know. <laughs> so it's crazy. That's how I know. But um, just getting the knowledge because, like, when I first got in, you know, um, I, I really went up to him because, like, I used to watch him in college. I'm like, bro, you really cold. And like the coach we got right now got him got him so elite now with everything. You are gonna see? He got a great year coming out. He gonna have a great year coming out. But um, the connection just clicked at the um, one day he took me home. He was no, he invited me to his um his um someone was cooking and he invited me over and we went to go chill and eat and like the connection just clicked because we talked, you know, his mom passed and my mom passed and like the hunger he seen in me, he was just like, Man, I'm gonna take you under my wing, even though he's younger than me. But I was like, Yeah, man, I'm gonna take it. But because he he um he helped me out a lot because he say his rookie year he didn't get like he, he didn't get a big brother type love or uh showing how the rookie ropes is and like he taking me a great way. I honestly the first day I met him and the day we've been talking since, it's just been love. Like, I felt like he is my brother. And um, it's it's great. Just go, He t- uh, take me home every day. You know, we just talk. Like, we go eat. It's just, it's great being around Jeff, bro. Jeff is a great dude. And, like, That's awesome. a lot of people out there need to <laughs> watch the season. You're going to have this upcoming season. <laughs> has, has he told you? Because I know last year was, for a lot of players in the Lions was hard. Last year was was a difficult year for a yeah. lot of the guys on the team and, 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 and folks. Um, has he told you about what it felt like last year compared to this year and, and the difference in, in the experience for him and, and, and how it's changed and, and, and how you can learn something out of, out of what he had there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes who was, th- who was here last year with the program, who was here this year with the new program is basically, and, uh, and like, and they, they, they are excited, like, because they never been around these type of coaching staff. Like they say it's way different. Like, 
compared to that's all they talk about. Sometimes the new stuff we do here, they always say, "Oh, damn, bro, Jerry, you probably did that last year." That's how you know um, the culture and everything just changed around in the Lions program right now. But but um, I think um, they um, they they really love this coaching staff, and um, we don't really talk about a lot about it last year because you know it's in the past. So we're trying to focus on the future. So they don't really say too much, but when they do, they always joke about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, I got a question for you. You and AJ both made it as undrafted rookies. Um, was there like a friendly rivalry where you're like pushing one another because you both, you play different positions. He plays inside, you play outside. Um, that that's just, it, it's crazy to me that there's two undrafted free agents rookies that made it in the secondary. It's awesome, but it's weird. I'm wondering like what your relationship is with him. Like, do you guys ever like look at each other and like, Holy crap, man, we did this. <laughs> Honestly, he's, the last thing he said, holy crap, man, we did that. We did that today. And, no, we did that yesterday. We did that yesterday. Soon we walked in the team meeting, we just looked at each other, like, just smiled. Like, bro, we really just did this, bro. And, like, how you said it? But um, AJ Parker, man, that's my dog. When we first got in, you know, he was very quiet because I felt like he was focused. And I was, too. So we didn't really talk like that. But um, once OTAs and training camp hit, um, we all just – Got as a DB group, and man, AJ got a little closer. You know, we talked because we knew I knew a lot of guys at Kansas State that played with him, so we knew a little um, couple the same type of people. But we talked, um, we was talking a lot. But now the connection is probably getting tighter because we both made it as an undrafted rookie, and like we never we always competed with each other, but we always pushed each other at that. So it was um, That's cool. it was never no um, competition, mad loving like that. It was always love, just keep working, bro, because we're in the same shoes. We got to make it, you know. So. AJ Parker, that's my dog, man. It's crazy because we said that yesterday when we was in a meeting. He's like, bro, we did it, bro. Like, the two undrafted the DV, the youngest on the, in the team. So, you know, like, it was just crazy. So, yeah, that's my dog. He's going he gonna to do great this year in the inside. <laughs> that's so great. That is, it's, it's, um, and it's, it's like, your thing, Jerry, you always do it the hard way, man. <laughs> you always come in the hard way, but you never give up. And I think that's that's the thing. I, I said it on Twitter, uh, I think it was yesterday, right? This is truly an American story, an American success story. As someone who came from some, some tough backgrounds, had some things happen along the way, but always learned, always tried, and never, ever gave up on being better. And it's just, it's so heartening to see. It, it, I'm telling you, it's a movie script. It really is. To see where you are now and where you came from and how you got here. It's really, it's really, really inspiring man let me yeah, ask I appreciate you it. but Chris, i feel like every my bad to cut you off but uh i know you got a little time but Chris, i feel like every when you said that it just touched me again because i feel like every step i did i mean every um fallback idea i feel like it taught me a, a, a greater step in life because like to where i'm at now it's just like i probably didn't even see myself being like this probably like two years or two years ago or something like that so like every step over fall back, I mean fall back. Like I said, it was the greatest step. So like, I really learned from that. Like it was just crazy. And, and <laughs> it, it hit me. I had to say that. That is the message, no. though, man. Right? I mean, I I think we all have tough spots along the way, but it's it's right. the like learn from it. Pick yourself up. Don't ever give up. Don't no, ever no. let anybody stop you from pushing. I had a different path. I've been at zero a couple times in my life, and I got I've gotten to a really great place. I'm I'm, I'm lucky, but I never gave up. And 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 it's the one thing that I That's think means so much, man. No matter about. what you're doing, it's so, such yeah. a an honest and, and realistic uh, kind of mantra to live by. So anybody, I don't care how old you are, if you're watching, listening, whatever, that 
live by that. Yeah. Put that in your head and go. Let me ask yes, you, sir. Is we're in this never give up mode. We talk yes, about sir. cornerbacks. It's one of the most difficult positions to start out as a rookie. It, it, is, <laughs> it is so hard. And here you are, right? You always do the hard way. That's, that's what Jerry does. <laughs> that's, what we, that's how we do it. <laughs> what are you going to do here first year when the learning curve? I mean, we, we talk about our favorite kind of example is, is Darius Slay, who's a great cornerback in the NFL and had a great career. He got benched his first year, you know, as a starting cornerback. It's yeah, like, I, I, whoa. What's, what are you thinking about? What are you doing, and how are you focusing yourself in this first year to try to get over that that first-year hump for cornerbacks in the NFL? Um, right now, um, all of, I'm just putting work in, you know, um, studying playbook day by day, you know, um, doing whatever the team needs me to do. Like right now, I'm doing I'm starting on special teams, so I guess that's my role. And, and I, I don't guess, but that's my role, and I'm going to do it 110%. And if they need me at corner or nickel, wherever, that's what I'm playing right now. Wherever they need me, if someone go down, next man step up, Jerry Jake was ready to go. So, like, that's my mindset right now. So, like, I'm just working on wherever they need me right now. Just blessed to be on a 53, you know, to be here. So, like, wherever they need me to play, kicker, whatever, you know, we just got to kick it. But <laughs> can, can you whatever, kick a field goal? Yeah, I do it. <laughs> we saw Jack Fox's video today. He's not the guy. Can you kick a field goal? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I can get one. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> probably not no 50 yard enough. <laughs> yeah, pro- yeah, probably. That's tough, man. That's a tough yeah, kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't put that on him. <laughs> <laughs> the chat's going nuts for you, Jerry. They're all loving you. They're all yeah, congratulating man. you. Telling hey, man, you. tell them, uh, like, I, I can't tweet it, but, man, I just, pre- I can tweet it, but I appreciate the love. Like, I, re- I really do feel like every morning I wake up, I'm blessed to be in Detroit because the love I'm getting, and, you know, by the fans, and, and I appreciate them knowing how I overcame so much and and, th- and don't look at me as that person no more because, you know, I changed. And, like, and I and I just really blessed, bro. And, like, I, I put blessed as what I'm gonna always say because I'm gonna capitalize because you just you just never know when like you thought you could could have gave up and you overcame so much and you never know who you're inspiring. Like I get DMs every day from little kids and like it's it's That's just awesome. giving me the chills because like I don't I don't just open it, I respond because like you never know like I was that kid one day, you know, trying to get an NFL teacher, NFL someone to hit me up. So like it's just a blessing to be here, like for real, Jeff and Chris. So like I'm just happy y'all, you know, <laughs> help me out too with a lot of fans here with your guys' podcast. And like I appreciate you guys, you know, sticking with me all the way through the season. We got a couple more podcasts coming because, you know, you know a lot of games. All right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's right, good, man. man. But yeah, so I appreciate I, you guys too as well, you know, cool. um, helping me being on your platform. Thank you. Thank I, you I, I wanna I wanna ask you, you tweeted out or put it on your Insta, I can't remember which, but that uh, it was a sign that you had made it and it was early in the day. How did you find out that you made it? And like, what, what, what was that like? What was that moment like? Was it was it Brad? Was it was it Coach Campbell? Was it was it um, Coach Pleasant? Who, who let you know? And how they let you know? Um, um, DB room. I just uh, it was all the coaches. Really, <laughs> I just got in uh, got in the DB room. Man, AJ, you know, we just talked, chopped it up. Um, they told us, you know, all the work we put in at training camp. We had an amazing training camp, you know, and, and they loved it. Work after we had a great preseason as well. Um, they like they feel like we can help this team out um, in a lot of ways. Their special teams, defense, no matter what. And um, once I got there, bro, I couldn't even cry because like I just didn't know what to say. You know, like I like I tweeted, I was so speechless. Like I didn't know what to say. Like because the day I opted out, bro, and I I get I just just get I get sad about it because like the day I opted out, bro, you don't know how many people really thought, thought Jerry Jacob life was over. Like thought football was over. And once I told, I tweeted it. I said well, all I needed was a shot, and I said it was over. And, um, and, and Detroit gave me that shot, and that's why I got up here and gave them all I need, all they wanted, man. But 
it's a blessing, but we're going to keep going. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let me ask yeah. you one more question because uh, yes, this sir? is, you know, we talked about this early on. This is the, the, as we were talking throughout the, the the season here, that you were kind of like our hard knocks episode, right? You were our guy that we were going to follow through yeah, your yeah. career. My here. bad, my bad, bro. Count was a little busy. No, you know? no, it's okay. It's Trust okay. We got all year. We got all year. <laughs> you, you, you did what you needed to do, yeah. so we respect so, yeah. that. Hey, what I tell you at the end, I said, hey, we're going to do a podcast after I get on the 53. Did I not? You, did I not tell you that? I you said did, after, did, after, after did, I get on the fifty-two, we're gonna do the podcast. You're a man of your word, Jerry. We appreciate yes, sir. that. Yes, sir. So, I appreciate you guys. <laughs> well, uh, tell me about. I'm interested in. You know, Hard Knocks is an interesting. Uh, I think everyone loves it because it's that time of year when football's really back and everyone's. Into it. I'm sure you watch it year after year. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're sitting there and uh, you're in it. You're living it, right? And you've watched it over the years. How close is it? To the to the real deal, and then I have two follow up questions about your experience. But the experience that you saw versus how they portray it, how close are those? Um, real life experience. Nothing wow. on that camera. I feel like like everything they go through and the toughness, the the grit, everything they put in to try to be better, and you know the the teamwork going iron sharp iron, like all that is real. Like yeah. honestly, and I, that's why I like watching hard not because you actually they got mics, so like you actually can hear. All the toughness and all everything they going, all the trash talking, trying to get each other better. Like all that is real, and the coaches being tough on you, like doing all that, and then players getting let go, and then all that's real life. And like that's why I like watching it every year. It came, out. I've been watching it since it came out for us. So like every year it come out, I always tune in. And just for me to be in the NFL now, I definitely tune in just to see like how other teams going. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's real, it's real life. So let me ask you, what was the most stressful thing in meetings there? Because they get into that meeting room and, and there's two sides of it. One, and, and we'll ask about what was the funniest thing that happened in meetings so far this year, but what was the most stressful thing for you? Um, when I first got in, honestly, um, I had to put my big boy pants on and um, get in that playbook. Because, yeah. you know, the playbook way different than college. Like, the playbook big. It's a big te- <laughs> textbook. And, like, it's gonna, it's gonna, you're going to need to get in there. Like, you think you can just study one day? No, you need every day put something in your brain about your playbook. So um, that playbook really had to get me on another different level. So once I had locked in on that and, you know, got everything down, it was just time to roll. So good. it was a playbook. But good, good. honestly, you'll get you'll get through it. It ain't that big, you know. You, you can get through it. <laughs> Some of the most memorable times are the ones where guys are, are playing jokes, singing, whatever else happens. What, what was the funniest thing you saw in meetings or training camp or whatever this year in the, in the lead up until getting into the 53? Um, one day after um, practice, um, Coach Campbell called me up for, um, to do a team meeting. And, and I was just – everyone like everyone on the team, you can ask anyone, they think I'm the fun, most funniest person just because I, I talk and get around on people, joke around, and, like, they think I'm the most hilarious person ever. And, um, one day I had – I thought I ain't never got called. I'm just sitting in the back listening to the team. I got – I, I eat sunflower seeds to stay up because you know it's so early. So I got a pack of sunflower seeds in my mouth. And Coach Campbell was like, "What Jerry Jacobs at?" I just looked like, "Hold on, what?" Coach Campbell just called my name. He was like, "Come up here, man." And everybody was like, "Right." He was like, "Come up here, do team meeting." I'm like, "Like big old young mom." I get up there. I ain't have no cup. I'm like, "Coach, he 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 um, do a little deal." So he had a cup. I was like, coach, I got to, like, talking with my mouth full, and they heard me on the mic. It was right there. Everybody just started crying, laughing, like, what? Right then, they see me spit all that in his cup. They're like, yeah, it was just crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So that was one of the little funniest moments ever. Oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, that's great. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> um, I, I just want to, like, like, 
the, the camaraderie around the team, like you, all your cornerbacks are so young. Amani's the oldest guy. He's like 25, 26. That's the GOAT, 2-4. <laughs> there you go. That's right. 2-4, get live. He's, he's going to have a good year, too. A uh, great year. Uh, watching him and Allen Park, but I just want to like, like all you guys, uh, I, I just I want to ask about like how Aubrey feels about like like because he's not that old either as a coach. Yeah. Like it, it, it's it's so young and dynamic. What's what's that juice like for for you guys? Oh um, man, Coach Pleasant love it. Like because he said this is the youngest DB group he ever coached. So um, and, and as as he said, this is the youngest DB group he ever coached, but best as, as technique talent wise and like. When he said that, it was just like because he coached Jalen Ramsey them last year, one of the best secondaries in another second um, league. So like for him to come in and tell us that he he felt like we went to a higher level with it, and he just he set the bar every day. No matter if you come right here, you did excellent. He set the bar the next day to a higher standard, and his coaching style is unbelievable. Like you probably never got coached probably like by a DB coach like that ever. So like for him to have safeties and corners together, he's doing an awesome job. <laughs> like he changed a lot of kids around. Like. Tracy, Will Harris, new dudes, you're going to see, man. They got they got a great year coming, a lot of dudes in the secondary. Our whole defense, the whole team, everybody on Detroit Lions. So you're saying they're not starting in the film sessions with Teletubbies. You guys aren't quite that young, just a little past that. No, we definitely that young. Hey, you, you, our age is young, but our playing skills, you'll probably think we played probably five for, five for four years in the league already. Five or six years. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Jerry, I don't want to keep you on. I do want to keep you all night, but man, I know you got to celebrate. <laughs> Thank you for celebrating yeah. with us, man. I really appreciate it. Congratulations. All your hard work. Like you said, never give up, man. Stuck with it. I'm proud of you. I'm so happy for you. This is this is really something. Yeah, it's right. great to be able to see it and uh, just share a couple moments of it with you. Thanks a lot for making the time for us. Man, Chris and Jeff, man, my guys, man, I'm going to say one more thing before I get up out of here, man. I really do appreciate you guys a lot, um, and I thank you for um, taking your time out to bear with me, you know, when I didn't have a lot of free time going through camp and preseason, and I told you I was going to um, keep my word to get on here, but um, from day one, man, from being on y'all show, y'all podcast, it was unbelievable, bro. the feeling y'all give me, you know, I feel special being here, so um I just want to say thank you, like from the bottom of my heart, you know, helping me put my story out there a little bit and helping me get known around in Detroit, you know, and I just want to say, you know, again, thank you again. And um, I appreciate the opportunity and I can't wait for the next podcast we got coming up. You got it's going to be a great deal. It is good Jerry. deal, man. Thank you. After that big win. Yes, Game sir, ball to Jerry. First Game one, ball to Jerry. Yes, sir. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats, Jerry, man. We're, right. we're very proud and happy for thank you, buddy. Jeff. All right. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you. Have a great day. Jerry Jacobs, yeah, everyone. Cornerback of the Lions, 53-man roster. Thank you, brother. We out of here. All right. Have a great day. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Man, what I'm, I'm, I'm a great I might need dude. a number 39 jersey, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what a great dude. I tell you, his story his his soul is just he's a he's a he's a great guy and that's, you, you know, know what I like the, the, like he knows that he's made it there's there's not a like there's a sense of accomplishment with him but he he knows that the story is just beginning yeah like like he he knows that like I I gotta keep this like I I, I got the taste now I'm gonna keep drinking this uh, <laughs> and I I love that about him yeah that you know there, there's there sometimes when you get guys like that um and and I I won't use the player's name but I know one he made the Browns as an undrafted free agent. And he got a little complacent. He got a little big for himself. I don't get that sense from Jerry at all. 
Like, like this, this yeah. is a guy who knows that he's got to keep scrapping to, to, to stick and to get where he wants to be, it's who he which is. is starting in the NFL, and he's got a chance to do it, and that is freaking awesome. It's who he is, and it's <laughs> in his soul. And, Loretto, I, I saw your questions, man. I didn't. I, I wanted to get them to him, and I apologize that I didn't. I will ask him when we have him on next time as we get into the, the season about his uh, pregame ritual, pregame meal. And, uh, yeah. Uh, well, we can answer this, actually. We'll go to the practice squad question, Loretto. Loretto said, uh, yeah. practice squad, does a player leave and sign anywhere? They get a contract. Does the team have to contact us first? What's the process? And correct me if I'm wrong, Riz. As I understand it, they, if they clear waivers, they make the, the practice squad. Another team can sign them away from the practice squad if they sign them to their 53-man roster. But before correct. they go, the team whose practice squad they have on, they're on has an opportunity to sign them to their 53-man roster. Is that how it goes? No, they they are free to go anywhere. Really? Um, no one, 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 so so waivers ended at I want to say noon today was when they knew that they were going to get claimed or not. Um, and I think that I think that's actually when they put out that the Kaderil Hodge and uh, Austin Seibert were coming to Detroit. Um, at that point, the the players who knew that they weren't going to get claimed were given a chance to sign with their practice squad. Now you can poach guys; it does happen. It didn't happen a lot. Um, the Lions. So there's been reports out there that they got Steven Montez, the quarterback from the football team. That's not official yet. That hasn't happened yet. Um, and in fact, they also said there's also claims out there that they got a tight end from somewhere. Uh, he played at Minnesota State. I can't think of his name. Um, they can't both be here because there's not enough room for them. There's a, there's 16 spots on the practice squad. There's, there's, only, there's already 15 guys on it. It's very uncommon for for teams to go after guys from other teams unless they're going to put them like like really elevate them up. It, it's kind of it's an unspoken gentleman's agreement. Like, hey, that's your guy. You drafted him, or, or you know, you, you've worked with him this year. Your coaches and he cleared waivers. He knows he knows he knows your system. He, he's better there. If if we're interested in him, if he's not working out, we'll we'll get him. You know, when you if if we need help later. Um, but but for now, on the initial practice squad, it's it's very uncommon to get players from other teams. They, to, they will certainly give you the opportunity first to stay where you're at, where you're comfortable, where the coaches know you. There used to be some shenanigans where they would yes. sign somebody before a week before they played with them and try to download the playbook. Right? I mean, that's that doesn't so much. happen so much anymore. <laughs> yeah. That, that the uh, the NFLPA wasn't too high on that because it was taking jobs away from dudes, right. and that they don't like that. Right. And it, it, it's a better opportunity when you stay with the team that you're with. It's easier for the agents. It's easier for the players. They don't have to move. They don't have to, they don't have to you know, yeah. find a new place. They don't have to learn a new, new playbook overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that, that kind of stuff doesn't happen that often. Now, during the regular season, it will happen more because you get injuries. You get players that can suit a very specific need. Um, as an example, the Lions have Nicole Roby Coleman on their practice squad now. He's a veteran starting slot corner. They like him on the practice squad, and I was told this today um, from somebody who would know. um, They very much wanted him back uh, because he can help teach these guys, but he's also like if there's an injury, he can play inside, he can play outside, he's ready. And he is a guy who will help guys like Jerry. He's a willing teacher and mentor. That's why he's here. That's why a couple of other guys aren't. Yep, yep. And um, (laughs) – We'll talk about that, the, the whole moving aspect, because that's undersold as to how impactful that is for people. I mean, just think about Jerry. Jerry has just found a place to be. Yeah. Imagine if he was if he was cut and now he gets claimed by, I don't know, Seattle. 
you got to go all the way across the country. Yeah. You know, he, well, he's a Southern boy. He's not been out there. And that, 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 that's, that's traumatic. And then you're in the process. You got to find an apartment. You got to learn your coach's names. You got to learn your new playbook. You got to do this in a week and a half. Where's the bathroom? That, that, that's stressful, man. Yeah. That, that's hard. And I think the NFL has come to realize that that's not something that they should be doing. It's not, it's just not good business overall. And when we get, uh, I hope that answers the question. Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, we have someone who has a lot of experience with that moving in, um, Hank really, we'll see when he joins the uh, show and we'll talk about that. Cause he's been all over the country for all kinds of reasons. Uh, he, as a matter of fact, um, wanted to coach Penny Sewell back at UCLA. And yes, he did. Get he was him. at UCLA. And he, t- he told him, I will coach you later. And look at us. Here we are. There you go. Bon Jovi. There it is. All right. Uh, two quick topics we want to cover before the end. Again, Friday, yeah. 1 p.m. Eastern time. We will go live again with another episode, the forward view, the roster now and looking forward. Jerry kind of turned the corner on that for us, but a little bit of looking forward Two guys. One, Brashard Perriman is off at the Chicago Bears. He's obviously their number one receiver, uh, number two receiver. Because <laughs> they are aching for some bacon. Says well, the guy with the team that's aching for some bacon at the receiver spot. What's going on there? Uh, all right. So they the Bears fans are mad that he signed because they dropped Rodney Adams, who's a very quality receiver, to get him. Um, and I got a lot of this. Um, I'm, I'm good friends with Brian Perez, who covers the Bears. Um, and he sort of spearheaded the whole charge against Rashad and a lot of people who are in Chicago um, some in the Chicago media have sided with him. Like, why? This guy couldn't make Detroit. What the hell are we doing? You know, Rod- Rodney Adams is the same kind of player, uh, a lot younger, a lot cheaper, a lot less, you know, a lot less expectations, but a lot more hunger. They're making the move there that Detroit willfully is avoiding in, in wasting time with a stopgap veteran. So I don't like it. If I'm a Bears fan, I'm not all that excited about it because it took a job away from somebody that had a long-term potential. Look, Brashad, look, the, the physical ability is there. We, 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 we've talked about Brashad a lot. It's just not It's just not there, Chris. And it's, it, it, it's frustrating. It it's so bad. The, Bears, so bad. the Bears are the seventh organization he's been with in six years. That tells you it's probably not you. It might, or it's probably not the teams. It's probably him. Yeah. I, and, and for them to make that and, and to, to get rid of a guy like Rodney Adams, who would look very nice in Detroit, by the way, um, I, not not a, not a great move on their part. And it's not well received in Chicago either. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. You're, you're absolutely right. All right. So we've got that. We've got another guy who is bouncing around, and that is Mike Ford, who went to the Broncos. Um, they claimed him. They, they claimed he's the only Lions player who was cut, who was claimed off of waivers. The, the Broncos actually put forth an effort to claim him. So good and, for him. And there's a question about the, the, the trade possibility, right? <laughs> Could we have just traded? Oh, so, oh, so the, yeah. So the trade. Yeah. Um, I was told reliably last night that the Broncos had other offers for Trinity Benson and the lions wanted him enough that they actually sweetened the pot a little bit and it was the pick that's coming back to Detroit is better than what it was going to be. Um, the, we traded a, a fifth rounder and a seventh rounder next year. And the seventh rounder is a pick that we, we have swapped seventh round picks with Cleveland 
was going to be picking 28 or better, 29, 30, 31, 32. They're in that range. They're, they're that good. Um, instead of four or five in that round, we swapped that to get David Blau. Yeah. That, that's a pick swap. We got a good backup, a solid backup quarterback that we like out of it. And we got a bit of draft pick out of it. And now, now we're, we're trading that away. So it's, uh, I, I, I like it. And we got a sixth rounder in return. They weren't necessarily going to, uh, uh, be including that much of a, a conversation return um, based on, on what I, what I've been told. Uh, there were other suitors for Trinity Benson uh, and he was definitely going to get claimed and probably was going to get claimed before the lions claimed him at number seven, because the other team that was looking at him was above the lions. Yep. I can't say who, but there was another team that wanted him that had waiver claim priority on him. I will also say this. I do know for a fact that two other teams did put a claim in on Mike Ford, but the Broncos were the lowest ranked team to get him. There you go. All right. I'm trying to really quick get through the <laughs> slack here because Ash had a good one this morning. And I, and I want to quote Ash from since he's going to be love on the Ash. shows. We Ash. I love Ash. Yeah. I love it when Ash puts me in my place because he's right. <laughs> he's such a <laughs> rational dude. Um, <laughs> And and he he's, he'll say sorry because he's a Canadian. He says sorry when he's done when he does it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I won't do it. It was really good. Uh, so here he is. Here's how we put it down. So a player who might help the team for meaningless and a meaningless draft pick for a meaningless draft pick and a second meaningless draft pick if the player helps the team. I'm fine with that. There it is, right there in a nutshell. Good, good, easy peasy. Nothing, uh, nothing to scream about. You, you can tell he knows the English language well. So he will be joining us on all of the Lions home games for the post-game show. He will possibly join us on the away games as he has availability on the away games. We have uh, Sam Mann, of course, joining us. It's a great group of hosts helping us this year. There will be no uh, post-game show, though, on the L.A. Rams game. We may get some silly streaming from me and Sam Mann from SoFi Stadium because we're, we're going together. We'll hold hands in the stands. I am. Ju- I cannot wait to get into that physical stadium. <laughs> I want. Gorgeous. I just want to see the. the I, I want to see there, and I want to see Las Vegas, the the Allegiant Stadium. Those those are bucket list trips for me. Um, like like I don't I don't really root for either. I don't really care. Yeah. But the, the 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 just the the architecture and the technology that's been integrated into these new stadiums. I can't wait to see it. Oh. So my whole thing is, I'm going to be in Vegas for a week. And then I'm going to L.A. for the Rams game, and then I'm coming home. I'm going to be broken, dude. I'm going to be so wrecked. I was thinking of going to the UFC fight in Vegas, and it still had, doesn't have one scheduled, so I wasn't sure, but I was looking at the tickets. 2350 bucks a person. I'm like, I'd rather buy an NFL ticket at this point. Wow. <laughs> that's a, that's oh a my lot God. of ch- Now, you're in the first I three could, rows. I could follow Coheed and Cambria for weeks doing that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I know. So, uh, no UFC in my near future. Um, if you want to send me, though, the Super Chats. Of- <laughs> 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 All right, do, I do have to say really quick, um, a little bit of a, a, a not as happy note. Um we were doing the $4 for every shirt to Fisher House to help try to build a um, basically a Ronald McDonald House for vets in, in Detroit. There's one in Ann Arbor. There's not one at the VA in Detroit. $4 from every shirt. You can also donate at givebutter.com slash FHM slash DLP and, and help raise some money there. Uh, we were going to stop at the end of August on that, but in light of everything that's going down in Afghanistan and, and a lot of the stuff, you know, vets have a lot to deal with. There's a lot of stress on them as a result of what's happening. Uh, I'm not here to make any comments about it. I just know that there's a lot of people hurting. 
And so we're going to extend this through September and uh, keep trying to help raise money to get that uh, VA support for uh, those guys. I, I, it, it hits me personally. I have a fraternity brother whose son was in Afghanistan. He was injured in the blast. He's going to be okay. He got some shrapnel to the arm and the shoulder, mm. uh, but but he he's fine. But it's it's harrowing. And I I, I got to say, you know, he took a picture um, of the the flags that were at the the consulate. And it was just one flag and there's like 15 empty flagpoles around. It's a very chilling photo. Um, and so and th- there's a lot going on with those vets, man. we got to support them. Yep. We have to. So DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash yeah, store. Every shirt that you buy, there's some really, I mean, look, I've got to say nice things about Detroit in multiple colors. The, uh, you know, the mural downtown, we've got one of those. We've got some, a Bobo Island pine knob. We've got a great bunch of cool retro kind of detroit pick uh shirts we got some great podcast shirts we keep adding more all the time four dollars from every shirt sold is going to go to fisher house michigan and then we're going to do whatever we can i think we're uh, we're at two thousand dollars raised plus the 2100 from when we we took the money from may so we're around four thousand dollars raised so far to help those guys out anything you guys can do to help more than please, more please, please do it. it it's a very worthwhile cause that, that's very personal for chris and myself and yeah. that that's that's it's really cool so yeah we're we're happy to, to keep continuing that on yeah and like you said we want you guys to get something out of the deal so that's why the shirt thing like you can get a pretty cool t-shirt and you can help out along the way uh if you just want to give money direct like i said give butter.com slash fhm slash dlp there you go all right um let's see we got jerry we got jelani <laughs> Uh, we got uh, Cybert, Tyrell. Was there anybody else you wanted to talk about, Riz? Uh, I'll just do a real quick thing on Kaderil Hodge because oh, I know yes, him. Yes. Um, uh, he is the new wide receiver. Uh, he, he is, um, and, and if you heard me, um, but I, I got to do a little quick thing. I was on the huge show in Michigan today in studio in Grand Rapids. It was really it was it was cool to be to be back on the air. It was in our the old studio from the old big gym show, which is a little weird and surreal. But uh, I, I talked about it on there, and that won't be the last time that I'm in with Huge. Um, which it was cool. It was, it was nice. I, I, I had a good time with Bill, who I haven't always uh, had the the um, uh, warmest relationship with, but uh, all all's well there. Uh, I would say that, um, and I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it, I went off. Oh, um, <laughs> with with Canero. Uh, he is a special teams demon. Um, at worst, he takes Mike Ford's spot on special teams. He's one of the five best special teams players in the NFL. Proved it in Cleveland. The the Browns special teams were wretched before he got there. He and Tavier Thomas um, turned it around single-handedly. He's, he's phenomenal at it. He can do anything. He can be your punt protector. He can be your gunner. He can do whatever you ask him to do on special teams. Uh, he can even return punts a little bit. He is a, he times faster than he plays as a receiver in Cleveland. He was at his best backing up and doing what Jarvis Landry does, which is lining up outside, motioning inside and getting open in the intermediate range. He's got strong hands. He was the only receiver in the NFL last year that caught at least 10 passes where every single pass produced a first down. Um, he, he's a hardworking guy. If you go to the, uh, the subreddit, the, uh, our, our slash Detroit Lions, you're going to see a ton of Browns fans like congratulating Detroit on getting a really good guy. So that, that tells you a lot. He was very well liked. Look, in Cleveland, they are freaking loaded. Donovan Peoples-Jones would be wide receiver one in Detroit. He's wide receiver five in Cleveland. Kaderil couldn't beat that out. And and it's it, 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 he was making $2 million. It's too much money to pay for a guy that, that's your sixth 
guy on the bench and for special teams, they, they reallocated assets. They're in a different spot than what the Lions are. He's young enough. Remember, he does have experience playing with the Rams. Brad Holmes found him out of Prairie View A&M as this unheralded guy, kind of like Jerry that nobody really had any expectations for. And he worked his way in because he busted his ass on special teams and proved that he could grow, in fact, as a receiver. He can play. He, he's going to be, I think, Amon Ra's backup and play some outside when they need to be bigger. Um, when, when Khalif Raymond is on the field, I think they're going to be smaller and more dynamic when they would need, when it's like third and five. I think you're going to see Kadero on the field. There you go. That, that, that's my take with him. So, uh, everyone in the chat, sorry, I'm, I'm going to, I'm missing questions now because my monitor window on the <laughs> on YouTube died and I, I can't get Hi, it back. Era. So I'm following on my, on my phone while we do this. Um, Folks are trying to call. We're not going to do calls today. We will do them on the Friday show. I promise yeah, that. Fr- Friday, Friday is the time to call in and do that. Um, both Chris and I have time constraints tonight. I'm going to do a vlog tomorrow. Um, hopefully, uh, I'll get it up to Chris by noon, and hopefully he will process it so you will have it uh, sometime tomorrow afternoon, evening. Yep. Um, just on my general thoughts on where the roster is at, and then we'll talk more expansively about that on Friday. Yep. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Use keyword, coupon code, whatever you call those things, Lions, L-I-O-N-S. Get 55% off. If you want to recover from a workout, go ahead and hit CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. The regular CBD helps you with pain, anxiety, and insomnia. Works great. All those right now, Chris. <laughs> and helps you get through a, or it doesn't help you, but you'll get through a drug test. If you use the chill line or the extreme chill, Delta 8, which might be going away in Michigan, but don't worry, you got Delta 10, which also gives you a buzz. Both are there to give you a buzz. You will not pass a drug test, but they give you the help for pain, anxiety, and insomnia, and also give you a, a nice super, super buzz. Take one the first time, just one Please listen to me. I've got six, seven different stories from people that took more than one, and they they recognized their mistake after the fact. One is good, and then you know what your dose is. Uh, CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get yourself some fun. Help the show by by doing something you really want to do anyway. Take care of your body. Take care of your brain, and get yourself some good, restful sleep. I have this this really killer sleep app um, called Auto Sleep that I use. And there's an ex- there's an absolute difference in my levels of deep sleep, deep regenerative sleep when I have CBD in my life and when I don't. I'm just going to tell you, really? it All right. puts you to regenerative sleep for a nice long time. And the next morning is like, ooh, I, I, I slept I, good I, last I, night. I could use that. I and you don't have the groggies in the morning. Like You wake up, you're just like snap up and you're off to go. It doesn't ha- There's no hangover, nothing like that. It's a really, really good deal. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. First... Take care ahead. All right. With that, we're going to call it. Thank you all for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe, like, hit the bell, all those things. That really helps us out with the algorithm, and uh, we appreciate you when you guys do that. Oh, no, we have a super chat. Let me see if I can see it. Oh, yeah. You guys are hurting me. Okay. Uh, It's the Samurai Sword Salesman, Hettori Hanzo. Up the irons. How much are we going to miss Prater this year? (laughs) By the way, best Iron Maiden album somewhere in time. There you go. That did come up as part of the conversation. Um, which is the one with Number of the Beast? That was my favorite. Um, was it, that, was that, it Number of the that, Beast? That, that, that's, that's Number of the Beast. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I couldn't remember the album. That album I can listen to and and over and over and have many, many times. Yeah. All right. With that, remember, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Interact with, with Riz and I every day in the Slack. It's the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. Questioning and bar none. It is absolutely the, the best place to hang out. Got all the good stuff going on there. Also, follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. And 
Jeff Risden. If you want to see a man not wearing pants, that's the place to go. Also, give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can do what? What are we going to do, Riz? And come into your ears automatically. That's right. We don't do the little box thing anymore, do we? Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. A lion. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.